0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. Picks. PricePix is DFS simplified. Head over to Pricepicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com SGP. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGP. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and free podcasts. You've been here for just over a week. Has it been almost the perfect
1: start, a win, and then a game where you're already qualified so you could look at a large amount of your squad? It definitely was a good start, uh, not only because of the results, but also because of the performances. I could get to know the players even better uh, during training, but also in those two games that uh, most of the players got game time with um yes um as i know as, as i said i know them better than i did obviously uh, seven or eight days ago uh, and now it's about continuing build up on what we showed in, in those two games especially against crystal palace um challenging game coming up tomorrow at, at, at uh, norwich so it's not an easy game there with the new manager they have improved different style more direct more vertical So we have to be aware that this would not be an easy game to play. But still, if we build up on the performance against Crystal Palace, I still believe that we have a good chance to win the game.
0: As well as getting to know your players better in this short period, what have you learned, do you think, about the club and the job at hand?
1: massive club I knew that before so many more so do you think given the week has it come home to you even more so more so a lot of support from everybody everybody has been extremely supportive and uh, thanks for that again Uh, the fans outstanding in a game uh, in a game against young boys with a completely new uh, starting 11 supporting the team all through the game massive support and again thank you to the fans it's been amazing for everybody Uh, and as I said, I was more than surprised by the way that the, the players were buying in into that proactive kind of football, uh, not only in the game, but also in training. They were asking questions. They were interested in how and what they should do in which situations. Um, the passing skills, again, if I compare that to Germany on a higher level. And now it's about making use of that to play as often as possible, vertical not too many square passes not too many back passes the goal that we conceded against young boys was a good example we played into their pressing first first lane first zone area instead of playing the ball into the second or third tier Uh, that was our own mistakes in in fact we gave the assist to that goal ourselves and this is something we have to learn and, and and develop upon in the next couple of weeks
0: You said that it's going to take me more than two weeks to turn these players into my ideas of the pressing, the the monster mentality, but would you perhaps almost reassess what you said only a week ago? Are the players better than you thought, perhaps, and also adapting quicker than you thought they might be?
1: So far, I'm more than happy again with uh, their attitude, uh, their eagerness to learn, to to get information that will help help them to get better, not only against the ball, also with the ball, but obviously with having had only two clean sheets until the Crystal Palace game and having uh, had no clean sheets since late, last April at Old Trafford. It was for me very clear where our first focus should be for the first couple of days and weeks. Um, if with this group of players we can produce more clean sheets, regularly make sure that we don't concede goals, that we don't even allow them to to shoot on our goal. Um, the more I'm convinced that we can win games because we're always able with this group of players to create opportunities and chances and to score ourselves.
0: You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMUFC's Twitter account. It's at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can also follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast Twitter account. I am at SGPSoccer that's at SGP Soccer. Also subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast to make sure you never miss a show. Currently available, you have Scamessa Italia and this weekend's edition of the EPL show as well. And finally, don't forget to check out lockbetting.com. That's where you'll find my additional content. I have delivered my clients 102 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. We are looking for month number 103 this month and we have plenty of sport to do it with. We have boxing and UFC action this weekend. We have tons of soccer. We are hitting that part of the season where the EPL goes nuts over Christmas. We have NBA every day and we have the NFL. We are winning in every sport. We are one of the only services with 10 winning weeks in the NFL. You know what I've been doing on the soccer. I'm on a lock run of nine locks in a row. And I look to extend that because the lock for the EPL is on this show. It's on FC. If you listen to the EPL show, you would know that. If you are listening to this first, well, still listen to the EPL show because you get all of the leans there for every single EPL game. But you're lucky because you are getting a lock here at the end of the show as it's from the game between Norwich City and Manchester United. Before we analyse that game against Norwich, we have to look at what Ralph Ragnick has done so far. He just spoke about it there in the interview It'll be interesting to see how Manchester United are against one of the top teams. We did come through a test against Arsenal, but I'm talking about the three teams right at the top, Manchester City, Liverpool and Chelsea. But fortunately, we don't have to answer that question right now because Manchester United, at least on paper, have a very easy running coming up. Now, we know that's something you can't really say in the EPL a few weeks ago, Manchester United lost to Watford under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. But since Solskjaer left, we are now undefeated. Ralph Ragnick speaking about being happy with the players. He's talking about how these players are better than he expected. That comment surprises me because the problem with Manchester United was pretty much Ole and Solskjaer. That's what people identified when they were looking at this Man United squad. And you're looking at the ins and outs. You're looking at a top squad here with cover for every single position. Now... What was concerning against young boys is that cover didn't fare well. Nobody really went out there apart from, I would say, Mason Greenwood and earned the place in this starting lineup for the weekend. Nobody really staked their claim with the exception of Greenwood to say that we need to start this game against Norwich. I didn't feel that that was a positive performance. Ralph Ragnick says there are positives in it. He said there's positives from both games in, in being able to see all the players. But I think one of the things he saw was possibly that squad depth isn't there. Man United have a lot of players that are highly rated in terms of Donny van der Beek, Anthony Marshall. who didn't play that game. You're looking at Luke Shaw. You're looking at Eric Bailly. Can these players come in and do a job? If there is an issue to Varane again, hopefully Varane is going to be back, not for this game, but for the game against Brentford. But if if there is an issue for Varane again, do you trust Lindelof to come in? Do you trust Eric Bailly to come in? I know they're international players, but are they good enough for Manchester United, a team that want to challenge for the Premier League? Is Donny van der Beek actually good? Because I know we see a lot of Manchester United players asking for him to start. And I know he did wonderful things at Ajax. And obviously, yes, he is a good player. He is a good player. But is he a Manchester United player? What's the position? Where's Donny van der Beek going to play? On the show last time, I said he was very unlikely to play in the two, in front of the back four, and he needed to play in the middle two as we're looking at this four, triple two formation, four, two, two, two. And I said Donny van der Beek had to play in the middle two. But um, Ralph Ragnick played him in the holding two. And that's not van der Beek's position. And he ended up giving, a, giving away a goal and having a pretty poor performance. So... Is that going to be Van Der Beek's one and only trial? Is that going to be Ralph Ragnick losing his trust in him? Are we going to see more and more minutes of Donny Van Der Beek on the bench constantly not starting games again off the back of him having a poor performance in a game that didn't mean anything against young boys? And if so... What does that tell you about Donny van der Beek? Does that mean that he's not a Manchester United player? Or does that mean he's just a very, very unlucky player? You cannot say that van der Beek hasn't had any chances. Obviously, under Ole and Solskjaer, you can't really count the chances being the five or ten minutes that he would come on for. But he has had starts. He hasn't really done anything in the cup games where he played. And he didn't do anything really in this game against Young Boys. Was he played slightly out of position? Yeah, you could argue that, but um, that may be the only position that he could occupy here in this team. Can he replace Jaden Sancho, Bruno Fernandes? No. Would you say he could replace Fred and McTominay? Yeah, probably. I don't know if he's a better holding mid- play- midfielder than them, but is he a better footballer than them? According to our fan base who love Donny van der Beek and sing his name, he is. According to me, I'm not so sure because I've not really seen anything from this player. Has he had a real run of games? Does he need a run of games? Yeah, he probably does. But what if that doesn't work? Can we afford to give a player who's not good enough for Manchester United a run of games? It's a very tough situation for Ralph Ragnick. If you're looking at this running. You could say this is the time to do it. This could be the time to throw in a Donny van der Beek for six or seven games when you've got this perceived easy run in on paper. But Ralph Ragnick is getting to know these players as well. And these players are not only trying to win football matches, but they're also trying to learn an entirely new way to play. They're trying to press efficiently. I don't think looking at the numbers and the numbers that we analysed last week that you can necessarily say that this Manchester United team weren't working hard enough or they were lazy because they actually ran more in, on average than they did in the Crystal Palace game where they ran less. They ran less kilometres in that game. But they ran a lot smarter. They were properly coached. Already we were seeing the results of Ralph Ragnick coming in instead of Olegan Gunnar Solskjaer, And it had an immediate effect in terms of how Manchester United were working smarter, winning more tackles higher up the pitch and doing more things efficiently. Now, that can only continue to improve as long as the players buy into what Ralph Ragnick wants them to do. But you're going to need the best players there on the pitch. You're going to need the 11 players that are going to end up playing most of the games. You're going to need the 11 players that you would put out there against Manchester City, against Chelsea, against Liverpool, that are going to play in the last 16 of the Champions League. And we're going to look at the potential last 16 tie in a moment. But... Off the back of the young boys' performance, I was concerned. Uh, I'm concerned that since Ragnits come in, that Manchester United have only scored two goals in two games. I'm concerned about who comes in if we need to rotate the squad. I don't think that we have strong enough players there to come in and replace what we have. I think if we lose a Ronaldo, if we lose a Fernandes, if we lose a Varane, I think we're going to have some problems bringing in these players. So I'm not entirely convinced by the Manchester United squad and I'm not 100% sold on Ragnick At the moment, he's, he's improved the team. He talks very well. The players are buying into it. He's obviously got a history of developing clubs. I'm not sure about his history with big players. I'm not, how, I'm not sure how long he can consistently get these players to do the things he wants them to do. As long as the results are going well, obviously that's going to build confidence. And that's essential. And also I'm sceptical because Ralph Ragnik hasn't had a job this big before. Obviously he's gone into the hot seat. You heard him talking there at the top of the show. You watch him in the press conferences and it's like he's been made for the job. You can't really tell the differences between Ragnik coming in and the confidence levels of a of a Louis van Gaal or a Mourinho managers that came in and ultimately failed in the Manchester United hot seat. So Ragnik has taken to it as well as them. He looks more comfortable there than some of them in fact. And um, I'm happy with everything that I'm seeing so far but nothing is guaranteed here. If you listen to some of the Man United fans it's like we've suddenly found a solution and it's guaranteed that he's going to do something in these six months. He's going to win a trophy or he's going to get us back into the top four guaranteed and uh, we should give him a new contract next year because he's the man to challenge for the Premier League. That's just too far-fetched and if you look at what Man United have done over the last eight years since we lost Ferguson that's delusional as well. That is delusional to think that This is the solution. We've already seen Rio Ferdinand look like a complete moron when he thought Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was the solution and he said, put the contract down on the table, let him put the amount and let him sign for however much he wants. How does Rio Ferdinand look now? How has that comment aged over time? You cannot make these assumptions and you cannot say anybody is the solution or the messiah when it comes to Manchester United Football Club because replacing Alex Ferguson has been impossible. And I'm not going to come here on this show and say that Ralph Ragnick has all the answers. I'm going to take the wait and see approach at the moment. I'm happy with what I see. But we really need to get maximum points here out of the runner games that we have. I expect Man United to beat Norwich this weekend. I expect them to beat Brentford in midweek because Brentford aren't in particularly good form at the moment. After that, we, we play at home to Brighton. That's a game I'm going to. It's away to Newcastle before they've made any major signings to fix the weaknesses in their squads. And in back-to-back home games against Burnley and Wolves, there shouldn't be any losses in those games and there shouldn't be any drop points. I'm expecting Manchester United to win all of those games. If that happens then suddenly we could be sitting six or seven points off top spot in the league and be comfortably inside the top four. If that happens, then obviously I will have a lot more faith in Ralph Ragnick. But until I see Manchester United playing against the likes of Liverpool and Manchester City and faring a lot better than being dominated by Man City in that 2-0 defeat or losing 5-0 to Liverpool, we need to fare a lot better than that. Until I see that and until we win these games and actually get these points on the board and do move up this table, I will reserve... ...my opinion on what I think of Ralph Ragnick for now. But at the moment, I'm impressed and that's all we really can be. And it's the wait-and-see approach as we play Norwich this weekend. Looking ahead to the Champions League draw on Monday... Obviously, the teams that you want to avoid at the moment are are Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain aren't doing particularly well at the moment. They're not convincing, whereas it looks like they're going to win their league easily. They didn't convince in the Champions League. But still, on any given day, you don't want to play against Messi, Neymar and Mbappe. And especially with this current Manchester United defence and the way that they're playing. Obviously, with Varane plugged in, it gives me a lot more hope. But ideally, we want to avoid this kind of draw with this kind of team that can just turn up and score three, four goals on their day don't particularly want to play Inter Milan. They look like that they've recovered from the sale of Romelu Lukaku and like they're going to win Serie A again. They are my favourites to win it once again. And they're not a team I necessarily want to play against. And Atletico Madrid, their defence isn't what it was. But I just don't want to come up against Diego Simeone. I don't want to trade tactics with him. Um, it's just ideal. I mean, should we beat Inter Milan? Should we beat Atletico Madrid? Yeah, we should beat them. But when you look at the other teams in the draw, do you want to play these teams? No, I don't want to play these teams if it's my choice. I would rather play against a Benfica. I would rather play against a Sporting Lisbon. I would rather play against an RB Salzburg. I think that would be my ideal draw to have RB, RB Salzburg in the next round's I think that they are the weakest team remaining in the Champions League. Even though they score a lot of goals... I think they concede a lot of goals and I think Man United would win a high-scoring two-legged tie against them. I think Man United would beat both of the Portuguese teams. I'd actually rather play Benfica than Sporting Lisbon. I think there'll be an emotional factor tied to the Sporting Lisbon game for Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. Also, Sporting are doing better than Benfica at the moment. They took them apart last weekend, so I think Sporting would be a more difficult game than Benfica. I think the hierarchy in Portuguese football is changing where it was Porto and Benfica automatically as a top two for so long. So I'd rather play Benfica and Sporting Lisbon, but really I wouldn't mind any of these three teams, um, followed by Atletico Madrid out of those big three that I mentioned. But I really don't want to play against Inter Milan and PSGs. So hopefully, come Monday, we can avoid these two teams. I'll be doing a podcast immediately reacting to the Champions League draw that should be available for you guys either on Monday, late on Monday, or it will be available on Tuesday. That will not be another edition of fc that will actually be a Champions League preview. That'll be a Champions League preview looking ahead to the last 16, also looking at futures picks. The fc show that I will release, that'll also be out on Monday. That'll be looking exclusively at the game between Brentford and Manchester United. And looking back at this weekend's game against Norwich City, which we're going to move on to and preview right now. Manchester United are the favourites to win, obviously, away to Norwich. They're currently priced up at 4-9. Norwich are the 5-1 underdogs here to win this game. And the draw is currently available here at 7-2. This should really not be a massively difficult game for Manchester United this week. Last week, we landed our lock on Tottenham minus one against Norwich that cashed comfortably with Tottenham beating Norwich by three goals to nil. I think that was where... Dean Smith really found out how difficult this job was going to be. Norwich competed in his first few games. They did very, very well, but that was against easy opposition. And then once they stepped up against the likes of a Tottenham, they really struggled. Man United are a big step up here from Tottenham and they should win this game comfortably. Let's add to the add to, add to the equation that Norwich are missing some players through COVID. We've seen an entire game cancelled this weekend between Brighton and Tottenham because Tottenham have these COVID problems as this Omicron virus begins to spread. Um, it's a minor version of COVID. Apparently, it's less than the Delta variant. I don't uh, listen. I don't want to get into COVID and vaccines and and protocols and what our government are doing and what other governments are doing. This this country is an absolute mess. And they're actually looking at the introduction. Well, they are introducing vaccine passports. But luckily, at the moment, that means that you can get into a game with just having a a COVID pass, which means you need a negative test before you go to the game within 48 hours. You don't need to be double jabbed. Vaccine passports were it were meaning that people had to be double jabbed for quite some time over in Wales and Scotland. But that, that's not the case for the UK vaccine pass at the moment. So as long as it stays like that, I don't give a shit. I'll continue to get tested um, without being vaccinated. I don't want this poison in me. And uh, hopefully the government won't mandate it like some of the countries. But our government have bigger problems at the moment. Uh, there's this big Issue with these government parties that they had, whilst they put the rest of the country on the full lockdown, and people were dying over Christmas without being able to say goodbye to their relatives. So our country is a mess. I've already said more about it than I intended to, but in summary, it's a massive, massive mess. The over- Omicron variant is being blown out of proportion. There's going to be hundreds of variants of this thing. This thing's going to constantly evolve like the flu. We need to learn to live with it. We can't continue to have lockdowns and COVID passes and different boosters and mandatory vaccinations. We can't continue to overreact. We can't keep cancelling football matches. We can't keep having lockdowns. We can't go back behind closed doors like a lot of people have done in Europe. We watched the Dortmund and Bayern Munich game and it wasn't played out in front of a full crowd. It's just ridiculous that this is happening and I'm dreading, dreading that this is going to happen to the EPL where the crowds are no longer there again and um, we have to miss matches with uh, which we already have tickets for as well. So unfortunately, there is a possibility that this could happen. So enjoy everything while you can, especially during this Christmas period. And hopefully I'll be enjoying a Christmas period where Manchester United are able to take maximum points off a relatively easy run-in. And it should start here against Norwich. Man United are unbeaten since Ole and left winning three and drawing two. And this Norwich side have lost four of their seven home games in the league so far this season. Norwich have also failed to score in three of the last five games at Carrow Road in all competitions. And Man United have won their last two Premier League matches here going into this one. I think they should make it three in a row here as we continue to move up the table. I cannot see how Norwich are going to be able to cope with a Manchester United team that are completely fresh. Obviously, Norwich didn't play in midweek because they're not in Europe, so they'll be fresh too. But the fact that all of these players got to get a rest, normally we'd be playing in the Champions League. But we wrapped everybody up in cotton wool, I think once again. Ralph Ragnick is going to make 11 changes. I think the only person competing for a shirt is going to be uh, Mason Greenwood playing ahead of Marcus Rashford. And for me, I would make that change. I don't rate Marcus Rashford. I've never made that a secret here on the show. I think he's far too busy being a politician. He hasn't proved on his game. I don't see Marcus Rashford pressing the ball. I don't see him pressing correctly. I don't see him being a great passer at the ball. I don't see him making any assists. I don't see him scoring goals. His goal-scoring record isn't up to par for a top-level striker. For somebody who's rated as highly as Marcus Rashford, you'd be stunned at what his goal output is. The guy scores once around about every five games. So he's scoring one in five. That is not good enough for Manchester United, for a Manchester United winger, for the chances that we create, and it's not good enough for someone that's held in the same regard as Marcus Rashford. So, for me, I would be going for Mason Greenwood tomorrow. That would be the only change I would make. Him, I would be making. I don't want to bring Luke Shaw back into the team. Um, apparently, obviously, we've heard more that he wasn't dropped it was the fact that he was suffering from a concussion and it was a protocol that was being implemented. That's why Luke Shaw wasn't was was wasn't playing and Tellis was in the side instead. But I think Tellis deserves a run inside. Tellis is a great player. He's done a great job every time he's come in. He scored a vital goal in the Champions League. All plaudits go to Ronaldo for the goals he scored. But Tellis' equaliser that he scored against Villarreal was vital. Because at that point in time, we just lost the first Champions League game to young boys who we were 1-0 down to Villarreal. And if Tellis doesn't score that goal, we're in big trouble. Instead of winning it, group we might not even be in the draw for the last 16 so Tellis has done a good job when he's come in and I wouldn't drop him I would continue with Tellis and Dallow I think they're decent right back, backs and right uh, decent full backs and I think they do a better job here in this system in terms of getting forward and just allowing your um, defensive midfielders to do the job of defensive midfielders and offer protection to the back two allowing these two to go forward I think everything worked last time I don't think there's need to needs, there's any need to unnecessarily change anything here and I think you can beat Norwich playing the same team that you played here against Crystal Palace I'm eyeing up a comfortable win here for Manchester United even another clean sheet here would be great. that would be two clean sheets in a row for Ralph Ragnick in the Premier League. That's certainly a solid start. That's something that he wanted to address in terms of the way Manchester United were very disorganised and not controlling games. I look for this to be a game that Manchester United control from start to finish and I look for Manchester United to win this comfortably. The lock here on this show, as promised from the EPL show, is going to be Manchester United minus one on the Asian handicap line. I have that here at three to four. So that's going to be your play. Um, Some of you may want to take Manchester United minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line. You can get that at plus money at 11 to 10. I wouldn't dissuade you from doing that. I am seeing a comfortable afternoon from Manchester United. Now, I know I've said that before. I was expecting that in other games this season. But really here, I think Ralph Ragnick if he is going to be everything that he says he is, if he is going to control games, if he is going to be a big step up from Mulligan and Solskjaer, you have to win this game this weekend and win it comfortably. So that wraps up this edition of Bet Mufc. Don't forget to check out the next episode, which will be available on Monday. We'll be looking back at this game here against Norwich. We'll be looking ahead to the game against Brentford. And we'll be looking at who Manchester United actually got in the Champions League. But as I said, the Champions League preview show of the last 16 won't be an edition of MUFC. There'll be a separate Champions League show dropping as we look at a reaction to the last 16 draw. As I said, hoping for one of the three teams that I mentioned, knowing my luck, it will be against Paris Saint-Germain. Either way, I'll be going to that game providing we are allowed to go to games providing this COVID bullshit doesn't go backwards. Also, make sure you check out all of my additional content this weekend. Of course, we have the EPL show and we have Skamesa Italia as well, but we have a massive edition of the fight show UFC card this weekend and we also have boxing action with Conor Ben and Lamachenko all in action this weekend so make sure you check it all out. That is really it for me now. Good luck with all All of your bets as always, guys, and thanks for listening.